get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. I'm just wondering, do you want to live a life of significance, but yet feel like there's still something blocking you? Did you go through and over the last few episodes and you wrote your old story and, and then you wrote your new story, but now you keep thinking, I'm too old or maybe too young. Or do you feel like you're not creative enough or not smart enough to actually fulfill this? Are you worried it might actually even cause more stress or, or a, a bigger burden on your family? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I'm here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free so you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose. And you can do it courageously. And that is what we're talking about today. Over the last few episodes, I have been talking about discovering what your old story is and learning how to rewrite it. Because God has a bigger, brighter future for you. But once you write this new story and you start stepping out, you're going to run into some issues. And we're going to talk about that today. So today's for you if you wrote your story, but you know there's still something blocking. This is for you if you know fear's blocking and you're tired of it and you're ready to live your life of significance. And today is also for you if you are ready to stop hiding. You are ready to show up in life fully yourself. And you are ready to fulfill your God-given purpose. I'm going to be talking to you today. Now, when I started the journey to really step into the purpose that I felt like God called me to, I had massive blocks. Huge, huge, huge massive blocks. And there's so much that came up for me. But here's one of the things. I started doing a lot of self-discovery. So like self-development and I'm reading all the books and leadership books and growth books. And I start taking assessments. You know, who am I and what are my gifts? And, you know, just digging into all of that. And I discovered that in, uh, in the DISC profile, the DISC assessment, I was a IS, which the I is great. That one's touted. It's influence. How do you influence people? It's usually a very outgoing person. So it's usually, you know, um, something that leadership in the leadership world considers a really awesome thing. But just as high as my I is my S. And that means stable. Stability. It's how I deal with the rhythms of life. I like it stable. I like things the same 
I like predictable. And this is not necessarily a recipe for a high achiever. And at least at that point of, of what I saw. And so I had this, well, Heather, you, you know, you're not as spontaneous as other people or you, you want things the same. You're afraid of change. And so therefore you can't do what God's called you to do. So I had that going for me. And then I discovered this thing called the Enneagram. And I've, I've, I've chit chatted about the Enneagram throughout several episodes, but the Enneagram is a personality typing system that it shows you the box that you put yourself in. It shows you your core motivation, your core fear. It's that thing that you're most afraid of. And on the Enneagram, I am a type nine. Type nine is the peacemaker. And when you hear people talk about the peacemaker, it's never in the world of high achievers. The peacemakers are um, always trying to keep the peace. They're harmonious. They love to go out in nature. They're um, more of a slower pace. They're not really like they don't prefer change. They like to go along to get along. Like you never hear them talk about like, do this, guys. Those are go getters and they get things done that that those are words that never come out of anybody's mouth when they talk about a type nine they tend to be introverted in general and so I've got all this you know new knowledge about myself and I'm like keep bumping up against this wall and this fear that I cannot do what I feel like God's called me to do because I don't have the right personality. I don't fit the profile. And it held me back. I allowed that excuse to stop me from moving forward. I allowed that to stop me from being assertive where I need to be assertive and actually reach out for help or reach out and ask for what I need, I allowed it to block me. What about you? We all have blocks and I'm going to rename them. Because these blocks are really excuses. We all have excuses that say we can't do what our purpose is. And they are holding us back. If we don't deal with these excuses and we allow them to run our lives... We will never fulfill what God called us to do. You will never fulfill the purpose in your heart. You will never fulfill your life of significance if you allow those excuses to run your life. So, 
We need to get rid of these bad boys. So how do we do that? Because let's be honest, these excuses have probably been running your life, most of your life, and you may not have even realized it. I was not always conscious of my excuses. And even when I was conscious of my excuses, I was like, what do I do? Because they still held me back. So I'm going to give you some steps on how to push past the excuses so that you can keep moving forward into life, the life God's called you to. And I'm going to tell you this. This will be an ongoing thing. This is not a one and it's done. That's kind of a reoccurring pattern, isn't it? Like in life, this is a journey. This is not a sprint. It's like the marathon, okay? We will continually be doing this because here's the thing. As you move forward in life and you push past these excuses, I bet money that there'll be new ones popping up because you'll be hitting new levels in your life, new levels of achievement, new levels of success, new levels of relationships, and there'll be new things that pop up that you get to deal with. But these steps are still going to help you each, each step of the way as you go. So the first thing you need to do is you need to shine a light on the excuses. You need to expose them for what they really are. Now, they might try be trying to tell you that, oh, we're just good advice. This is wisdom that you need to follow. No, 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 no. These are excuses that are holding you back from what God's called you to do. And you need to shine a light on them and call them out for what they are. So I want to go over a few excuses that you might experience. Because sometimes we need a little nudge, as it were, to figure out what these excuses are. So what about the twos? I'm too old too young. I've made too many mistakes. I'm too slow. What about the nats? I'm not enough. I'm not smart. I'm not networked. I'm not creative. I'm not worthy. I don't have Not enough time, not enough money. Do you ever feel like if you're successful, it actually might cause more problems? You might be rocking the boat from, you know, what your family normally does. You might feel more stress because you're doing something new doing something unknown, that might stress you out a little bit. What about, could it be you feel like a burden on your family? You know, if you're out doing things that God's called you to do, maybe, maybe your kids might have to take up a little extra slack and do a little more cleaning. Or your husband might make dinner and 
a night a week so that you can go out and do something that God's called you to do. That would cause more burden. I don't want to be a burden on people. That was always one of my biggest things. I was totally good. I will help you out. I will give you the shirt off my back, but I don't want to be a burden. Do you feel like that? Those are excuses, my friend. Those are all excuses that are trying to hold us back. So you need to shine a light on the excuses. Discover what they are. Expose them for what they are. They're like a shadow. And when you turn a light on, the shadows disappear. All right. So once you know what something is, great. Now I know that I, I have that thought. I'm too old to do this. I've had that thought. I'm 48 and I feel like I'm just getting started. And I think, you know, I'm going to be like 60 before this train really gets rolling good. What do you do with that? Now that I know that that is a thought that I have, that is an excuse that comes up that tries to stop me, what do I do? We need to rewrite the excuses. So you're going to take those excuses and you're going to rewrite them. So let me take, for example, the thought that I I feel like I'm too old. You know, I'm, I'm... I'm not as far along as I want to be, you know, and, and when I really start achieving, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be older. Let's take that thought and rewrite it. What could it be? Well, I could say not too old. I have more life experience to draw from. So when that thought comes, oh, Heather, you're too old for this. You could, I can now say, no, 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 no. I just got some really awesome life experiences to draw from. And let that fuel me to keep moving forward. How about if you got little kids? Oh, I can't do this because I got little kids. They need me. I'm going to be honest, it's actually really good for your kids if you're not around 24-7. It's good for them to... Now, obviously, you need child care there. You can't abandon your children. But it is actually healthy for your kids to know th- that you're not always there. Okay? This is, that's actually a good thing for them to learn. Because they're going to go off to school. You're not going to be there. They're going to have to learn how to rely on other people and... Things like that. But what's, how could you rewrite, oh, my kids are too little? You know what you could do? What if you thought, my kids will see me, I will be setting an example of how to live a life of significance. I'm showing them the path on how to fulfill your God-given purpose. You're an example to them. Now, I do want to caveat this. 
when you have littles, okay, little kids, um, mine are, mine are getting a little older now, but you know, they're still in the home. So I got, I got a 14 year old, a nine year old and a seven year old. But when I started, you know, I only had two kids and then I had another baby and they were little. I could not do everything because my kids, they still needed me. So I would do what I could do. And I did a lot of stuff like, you know, I was doing a blog. So I got to, you know, one day a week, my husband would watch the kids while I went to the coffee shop and I would work on my blog. That does not take a lot of time away from your family. So what can you do? So, but rewrite those excuses. So what other excuses are popping up? The, I, you know, one of my favorite things is the word um, yet. Because you know what? Maybe you have that I'm not smart enough. Yet, I don't have enough money. Yet, here's the thing. Wherever you're at, at whatever point you are in life, that is not the be-all, end-all. That's not the end of the story. If you don't have enough money, do what you can do. You know what? I don't have enough money to go to every conference I want to go to. I don't. But you know what? I could pay, you know, $27 for an online um, virtual ticket to something. I could get on YouTube and watch things for free to help me grow. I can go to the library and borrow a book to read on self-development or how to start a business or how to do something. There's so many things you can do. So rewrite those excuses. What can you do? How can you look at this different? Rewrite that. And then the last thing you're going to do is actually a step I shared with you in the last episode And let's do the next right thing. So when these excuses come, shine that light on them. You expose it for what it is. Then you rewrite that excuse. How can I look at it differently? How can I flip it on its head? And then you're going to do the next right thing. Let me use myself as an example. Because, you know, I'm the only one here, here right now. So we're going we're gonna to use me as an example. So many times I would say, I don't have enough time. That, that was an excuse. I don't have enough time. I, I worked full time at a regular job. Uh, and, uh, but the job wasn't the kind of job that was actually moving me towards what I felt like I was called to do. But, you know. Still was a good job and I needed it. So I worked the job and then I had little kids 
and I'm married. So, you know, you, you have, you know, spouse responsibilities and you want to grow that relationship. And so you go, well, where do I have time? And I had to rewrite that. So I shined a light on it and realized, okay, I'm using the excuse I don't have enough time. And it's holding me back. So I had to rewrite that. And I had to look at it and flip it on its head and go, where do I have time? And so I looked at the pockets of my day to discover where I had time. So one, I realized, you know what? I could get up a little earlier. So I started getting up earlier. That gave me some more time to work on myself and to grow myself and to prepare myself for what God had for me. Where else did I find time? Oh, I found time. I had a lunch break. So on my lunch break, instead of flittering it away, so great word, flittering, fluttering? I don't know. But instead of wasting it, I would do either self-development or I would write. Um, and I would do things that would help move me forward with what God called me to do. And then the other thing I did, and I'd already mentioned this, was... I worked on Sundays because I worked at a church. So as soon as I got done, my husband would take over the kid responsibilities and I would go to the coffee shop and I would spend a few hours writing and then I would come home and I'd be home for, for dinner. And so I found those little pockets of time where it allowed me to keep moving forward. It allowed me to do The next right thing. This can work for you. Shine a light on those excuses. Expose them for what they are. Then rewrite them. How can you change them so that now they're no longer excuses, but there's something that can actually push you forward? And then you're going to do the next right thing. What action can you take to begin moving forward into your life of significance? Working on yourself, growing yourself, um, creating your business, whatever it is. Like God may not have called you to, to create a business. I don't know. But you can do something. We can't do everything, but we can do something. That's Andy Andrews, one of my uh, favorite quotes that he does. And it reminds me, I don't have to do it all. You don't have to do it all, but you can do something. Do the next right thing. Do the next right action. Take a step, then take another step, and then take another step. And all of those steps add up. It's amazing how much the, the power of really compound interest makes. And you literally are creating like that power of compounding when you take a step, you take an action, and then you take another action, and then you take another action, and you push past the excuses. And every time those excuses come, you shine that light on them. And every time those excuses come, 
You rewrite them. And then you move forward and do the next right thing. If you do that every time, you are going to make progress and and you're going to look back and you're going to think, holy cow, I've come so far. Now, don't forget grace. I love me some grace. Because here's the thing. You aren't going to get it right every time. There will be days when the excuses hold you back, drag you down, and you don't do the next right thing. You didn't, maybe you shine the light on them, but you, you were feeling too bad and in the mully grubs to be able to rewrite it. Or maybe you shine the light and you rewrote it, but you just couldn't make yourself take that next right action. And you just sat on the couch and played a video game instead. Those days happen. It's okay. It is okay. We don't always have to get it right. The beautiful thing is Jesus got it right for us. That's what he did. Finished work of the cross. He took care of it all. He Sin actually means to miss the mark. And so, yes, we make mistakes. We miss the mark. But Jesus is hitting the mark for us. Every day. And it's funny. I was about to say, every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. It was actually a mantra that my my, uh, husband taught my son when he was little. And he actually, he still does it. He, He will still do it. But... Jesus hit the mark for us continually. So it's okay if you make mistakes. Forgive yourself. God already did. He already forgave you. Thank him for his forgiveness. Forgive yourself. Pick yourself back up. Dust yourself off and keep moving forward. You can do this. You have got this. I am so proud of you. You have been making so much progress over this. This is going to be life-changing, my friend. Like, life-changing. I look at my life now, and I look at my life 10 years ago, and I think, oh my gosh, how far have I come? And how much more life I enjoy now? And, And I'm not there. This is a journey. This is a process. And I will be working on this until the day I die and go be with Jesus. But I'm in actually enjoying the journey along the way. And I, I want that for you. That is what God's called you to. Because here's the thing. God doesn't... People will always say like, you know... I call it our God-given purpose. But I don't mean it like God's going to be disappointed in you if you don't do it. He loves you no matter what. Like unconditionally. Unconditionally. Now that means without conditions. So even if you didn't fulfill your God-given purpose, God loves you. If you do fulfill your God-given purpose, God still loves you the same. So don't think of it like you have to do it for, for, you know, in order for God to love you. And if you don't do it, he'll love you less. Because that, that's not it. But I know in my own life, 
walking in my God-given purpose, I am so much happier because I know I'm not allowing those excuses to hold me back anymore. That I'm still pushing through and I'm growing. And there is something powerful about that where you can just really, you're living life instead of letting life happen. So that's really what I'm trying to say is when you're fulfilling your God-given purpose, you're really living your life instead of just allowing life to happen to you. All right, you got this. I want just uh, want to thank you so much for listening. And uh, hey, if this is helping you in any way, can you share this with a friend? Maybe even um, if, you know, this part where we've just been rewriting our story and digging out our old story and rewriting our new story and coming up, you know, go back and to that, that first episode, I think it was episode 70, and then go, go share that, you know, or, or if it's excuses, you know, or stopping a friend, share this one, you know, whichever one's going to be most helpful. If you would share an episode with a friend that you think they need this, oh, we were just talking about this. And, you know, if you would be so kind as to share that with them, because you know what, that can make a huge difference in their life. I've had friends do the same for me with um, podcasts that they were listening to. And I've done the same for other friends of podcasts that I've been listening to and shared it with a friend when I thought of them. And, you know, it really makes a difference in people's lives. I just want to thank you a bunch for listening. And until next time, live fearlessly free.